Hello and welcome to another James Bond podcast. On this podcast, we will be watching and lightheartedly reviewing the Bond films. We're going to discuss the good stuff, the bad stuff, the cool stuff, and the ridiculous stuff. I'm Corey, and I'm a James Bond fan. And I'm Danielle, and I'm aware that James Bond is a thing. Welcome back this week to a new episode of another James Bond podcast. This week we have Trey Bonds, Brandon McClelland, and Darby Deck. Hello, gents. Trey Bond! Trey Bond! <laughs> yeah, you guys have to find like a middle ground between yours and ours, I guess. Well, we've, we've got no one to tease that's going to hear us kind of getting along. <laughs> yeah. Or you might become Jake. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Could happen, I suppose. So we're recording with a little bit of a time difference here. Right. It's what time there? Is it 8 p.m.? It is indeed. Yeah. (laughs) Nods don't get picked up on the microphone very well. Oh, oh. Hand signals. confusing me. Yeah, yes, I've got my... very confusing. It's very confusing. I've got my nightly cup of tea. I've had my dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, and you guys are just rising. Exactly. So, uh... Today is pretty good, the day ahead of you. I think that's how time zones work. I don't think anything massive happens. It's all smooth sailing. No, it's pretty incident-free. <laughs> pretty incident-free. Uh, I buy groceries today, but I don't think that has much of a butterfly effect over in Canada. <laughs> You'd be surprised. Oh, I mean, shit. it yeah, started off as a sunny day, but a storm may be brewing. I don't know. <laughs> uh, it was just raining here, actually. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised uh, it's quietened down. It was, I was worried about the mic. It was, it was, it was going was it going in Parramatta, Brandon? It was. I think it was. it's still going, but I'm in a very kind of soundproof room. Yeah. Very <laughs> the nice. bunker. Volcano lair somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see you having that. Well, uh... Oh, he has that. Yeah, that's, that's fair. I can see it. So this week, we are going to discuss um, some Bond recasting ideas. We're going to discuss Bond himself, uh, Money Penny. Q M Felix, and did you guys come up with a villain or no? I did. I came up with uh, an alternate two. I've got a an A and a B, depending on what Babs and Michael want to do. Fair. I've got a villain in mind. I've got a villain in mind. Uh, he's not gonna, you know, the franchise will still go on without him. But it'd be good to get him. Right. <laughs> not a deal breaker. <laughs> not a deal breaker. Though. The right. film will still make money. <laughs> Should we do Bond last? Because won't people just tune out once we just <laughs> throw Bond and be like, yeah, there's Bond, we're done? Well, int- I mean, any listeners of Trey Bond might already know our uh, our Bonds, our True. Bond choices. Has, has yours changed, Brandon? Are you going to surprise uh, me at all? I don't know if it's changed because I know that I've thrown around a couple of different options. Yeah. And I can't remember if this was the last name I settled on. I think it is. Yeah, I think I originally said something different, but 
when interestingly enough, and here's a preconceived notion for you, <laughs> but, um, but um, when I looked at my other casting choices, I then looked back at my bond and I went, actually, this guy would work better in this world. So you so started an entire mind. team. I flipped. I flipped. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's okay. right. I've gone the ensemble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that, that that's As kind French of why I was wondering well. if we should do Bond first because I've kind of done my Scooby Gang um, based on who the Bond is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although, again, like Darby with the villain, you don't have to pick my Bond. <laughs> Who's picking, by the way? Where's this going? Is this... Right, yeah. This would be, uh, in an ideal world, this would be going right to the head offices of Eon, I guess, right? I think, fairly, we can already say I won, so the rest of the show is just for fun. (laughs) Place your bets now, I guess, right? (laughs) Have you guys listed your cast yet, or are you leaving that for a little later on? Your own choices? Yeah, we've got our own choices, yeah. We thought we could just sort of have like a like a round table about it. Beautiful. Uh, we just did a music episode where we kind of went through um, composers and who we thought would be a good artist for the theme song. So we just kind of we'll just do that maybe I guess. Probably should have thought. And let of... the people decide. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> so who wants to go first? Should we just pick Mr. a character President. and then go around and do that for each one instead? Yeah, of Yeah, going... let's just pick a character and go around. How about that? That sounds good. Okay. Brandon, you want to go first? You want to talk your bond? Oh, all right. I will I will go first. My bond is a name that's been thrown around a lot these days. Uh, it's a, a Scottish bond, because let's go back to our roots. It's a Mr. Richard Madden. Boo, boo, boo. <laughs> Not surprising. I think that's, a ver- that's probably the most mainstream of my choices. Funnily enough, I find like I'm I'm not a hundred percent convinced on Richard Madden as Bond, because and this is a strange thing. I think every name that's kind of been floated to be a Bond in like the the, the tabloids and that, I'm like, oh yeah, great actor, but then I'll watch them on chat shows and I'm like, they don't ha- hold a candle to the to the Bond that I want. Like I've been watching a lot of Rogie do um, old kind of interviews and, and sh- even Sean Connery and Pierce Brosnan and that. And they've just got this X factor. And I'm yet to find a Bond actor who can do the schmoozing outside of um, outside of just being Bond on screen. You mean in their natural... Persona? In their natural form, yeah. And then, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Because like they are, people often say that Pierce Brosnan was born to wear suits, right? So, I mean, he kind of exactly. embodies yeah. that outside of the character, too. That's a good point. People yeah. have said that about me as well. <laughs> <laughs> I get it a lot. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Do you have a suit? No. <laughs> it's beside the point, though. So you weren't born in a suit. You were just born to wear suits mm-hmm. that you don't own yet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nothing but potential. Well, yeah, Brandon, look, I think uh, it won't surprise many to find out that I back your choice there. Uh, uh, excellent Madden, choice, sir. Richard Madden is also my Bond. I think my original, I think still, still, if I was to be able to get one good James Bond movie and I didn't care about the um, ongoing life of the franchise, I think I'd still get Michael Fassbender. I still think his, his James Bond movie would be a killer but I know he'd only do one or two. So when I looked at the rest of my cast, I kind of thought, 
I want someone that will lead the franchise for a little bit longer. And I think, yeah, Richard Madden, he has a quality. I think he's an interesting guy. And I think he's the, the best of the current crop of actors. I think we, we would get a unique Bond that still feels Bond. I think he would carry the mantle well, but bring it more into, I guess, a more of a mainstream audience as well. I think yeah, he'd have yeah. a really wide appeal. He's got a kind of general charm about him that's really nice. But, uh, yeah, Richard Madden. That's really funny to because Richard Madden. <laughs> that's really funny because uh, we were going back and forth uh, last night. I was at work uh, and I was texting Dan, and I actually picked Sam Hewen for that uh, for Bond. Uh, and then I got to thinking more about it after, and came home and and sort of thumbed through my phone a little bit, and then got got to thinking of the Bodyguard again, and then I flipped my choice to Richard Madden. <laughs> so, there you go. Yeah, it was. It's kind of interesting, actually. He in Bodyguard, he's really, really physical. He's obviously wearing a lot of suits, so he looks the part. Um, he does have a certain hard edge to him. I think it would be nice to have more average height people play Bond instead of six foot two yeah. guys. He's <laughs> <laughs> got a real gentleness to him as well. I think it would bring it more into that Roger world. Like he feels like a modern Roger Moore to me. He has that potential. Right. You, you, do you feel that? I don't know. I think so too. Like oh, he really? has, he yeah. has a sensitivity mm. to him. I think that you can kind of tell mm. just by looking at him. Uh, but he seems to, he seems to be able to do it all. But my only issue with him is that there's certain scenes in Bodyguard where he kind of just looks like a, like a stereotypical British thug, which kind of like a sort of a gangster type guy, which sort of puts me off. When they dress him down in a hoodie and yeah, jeans and things like that, yeah, yeah. I really don't ever want to see him portrayed as that because he just looks like a punk uh, <laughs> when he's in that mode, which just, <laughs> which, so that was, I think that was really my only issue with, with him playing Bond is that he looks like a bit of a, like a bit of a putz or, or a punk or something. You're just like, eh. A putz? Yeah, yeah. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> you have a high standard if that's a putz. <laughs> When he's dressed, when he's dressed down in the hoodie and stuff. Uh, so if they dress him like Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible as Bond, it's not going to work. But if they if they dress him as Bond, I think he'll do okay. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he ended up. Uh, he was sort of my choice back a while ago, and I've I've circled back around. So yeah. I'm disappointed in your flip flopping. Oh, whatever. I think <laughs> if you wanted to open up the franchise, especially to for women to come in, I think your first choice was better because. He was an outlander, and that is hugely popular, so I think you would have brought women over to the franchise by doing that. So, I'm disappointed. I don't care. <laughs> so, you're, you're voting Sam? You're voting Sam? No, is I'm your... just saying it was a no. better choice. Oh, okay. Oh, well, can I just say on Sam Hewen, he has floated around, because Jake's brought him up on the podcast a couple of times as being like, oh, he could be a good Bond, and I know he's floated in the tabloids. And so he was rum rumbling around my head today. Uh, and then I went into a bookstore. I was just browsing. And I saw in the, the drinks and mixology section this book that he has written with some guy named McTavish from Outlander. And I saw him on the front cover of it. And I went, this guy is just Alan Partridge. <laughs> it's this ridiculous book that's like wandering through it's like called wandering through whiskey or something like that and the Sticky photo business. of him on the front is so ridiculously posed that i just looked at him and i was like i just 
I don't think I could back this guy to play Bond. <laughs> I got a strong, strong whiff of uh, the douche. <laughs> but I might be alone in that because people seem to back him very strongly. I don't tend to like people that do whiskey commercials and things. Uh, they're typically a bit douchey. But, you know. <laughs> we don't have uh, we, we don't have uh, whiskey commercials here, so. Oh, they are outlawed. Yeah. What is it? Wandering through whiskey? Is that what you said? It's well, it's a book. It's like he and this co-star from Outlander obviously went on like a holiday through Scotland. They're both Scottish, I guess. Yeah. And it's like a journal that they've made, but like each chapter is a different kind of distillery they've been to. I don't know. I Did didn't you read, read it the while book. You were there? I saw the front cover and went, absolutely not, not this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a terrible photo. It's a horrible photo. And he is he wearing a leather jacket over his kilt? Uh, it might be. Yeah, uh, that's right. Right, yeah. They're both wearing kilts. Oh, yeah. And neither of them look like they've worn a kilt before in their lives. <laughs> <laughs> you they're can at, tell. They're actually wearing, like, <laughs> yeah. two pairs of underwear under their kilt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's so uncomfortable. You have to let a ball out, Sam. <laughs> well um, Speaking of balls I don't think My picks are going to be super popular Because I've said it before On the podcast Like I want to change the gender roles A lot in the franchise So yep. my pick for Bond is actually a woman And I've been oh, okay. I've been um, told Told off is maybe a little strong But I've been disagreed with about that I'm, Well about that before, so I've picked uh, Gal Gadot. Okay. Who did you say, sorry? Gal Gadot. Oh, wow. We need to gloss over Wonder Woman 84. Uh, yeah, oh. that's a trend. In her defense, no up, she still did fabulous. <laughs> the movie was terrible. True. Very Look, I, I don't. I think I could get behind a female Bond. I don't know if I could get behind it if she wasn't British. I think yeah. uh, some change is hard enough. Uh, a lot of change is too much. <laughs> yeah, because she's Israeli, isn't she? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she does. She wouldn't be able to do the British accent. I don't think she doesn't. She seems pretty stuck in her uh, accent. Her natural accent. And her, her natural kind of. It's very strong, very present. Mm-hmm. But but she'd look the part. Yeah, she'd look killer in a suit, wouldn't she? She was born to wear one. <laughs> And the tack, and the tack wear. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean it's. Uh, I think that's a really good choice. If you're if you're gonna go the lady direction, I think she's definitely. The accent would be interesting though. Would be. Uh... Yeah, she'd have to be more of a uh, a, a European uh, type, I guess. Well, she wouldn't have to train, right? Because she's probably already in pretty good shape, so she could just have like a accent coach to kind of get her where she needs to be. True. Maybe. And she's had military training too, I guess. She yeah. would have served, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's a requirement, I think, of Israelis to actually serve. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, she actually would be a really great choice based on that too. It's funny just on that accent thing. Um, the uh, It's it's one of the one of the big reasons that I, I struggle to back any Aussie actors to play Bond. It worked out great because... for Lazenby. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's the thing. Like, His voice was <laughs> doesn't do a very good British accent. But like in the kind of the pop culture at the moment, the two actors who like can't constantly get tapped on the shoulder to play British are Russell Crowe and Chris Hemsworth. Right. And they are just never doing They're not it. very good. <laughs> it's this weird kind of hybrid. <laughs> it's, it's the accent that I imagine uh, that, that, that people in Australia had in, like, 1800. When it's, like the, it's the accent British we put accent on when we try to do Shakespeare. Isn't yes. It? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, like, Aussies try to do Shakespeare, we do that voice. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, it has this weird sort of... Um, it's really kind of stilted, but really super manly kind of. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's strange. Yeah, it's just the inflections just don't comes work. Like this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. So, do you want to go on to M? Who's our M? Yes, it's back to me now, isn't it? Yep. All right. So I, I'm, I'm uh, two choices here. Uh, it depends if you want to go down the road of a female M or a male M. For male M, there's a little bit of fan service here, but I just went and saw a film at the cinema called Nobody, which was a hell of a lot of fun. All right. And a familiar face popped up in it, and it was Mr. Colin Salmon. Uh... Do you remember Colin Salmon? <laughs> <laughs> uh... Who? Do we remember Colin Salmon? <laughs> no. Uh, oh come on! <laughs> I can't be talking to three people on a Bond podcast who don't know who Colin Salmon is. It seems like you are, though. <laughs> I'm looking at a picture and I still don't. Oh, is he the dude from? Um, uh, was it he in uh, Tomorrow Never Dies? And Die Another Day. And Die Another Day, right? Okay. Who was? I he, was though? looking at him and I. I thought he would be fantastic. He played Robinson in the um, right. in the Brosnan era. That's right. Uh, yeah. And I thought, bring. I was watching him in Nobody, and he's 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 kind of around like in his sixties now, and he's just got this extraordinary kind of screen presence, uh, awesome voice, and just like this gravitas. And I was like, if you want to bring someone, because the Bond franchise has such an interesting history of doing that, I was like, why not go? Someone for, I mean, it's been nearly 20 years now since he was last in a Bond film, so it's not like he's too for well, obviously, he's not too. (laughs) (laughs) So, I think we can slip him right in. Um, but if you don't like that one, then I'll give you uh Olivia Coleman. (laughs) Okay, yeah, yeah, she'd be a good M, she would, yeah, very in the Judy Dench vein, but um, she's a great actress, and I think. I always love, uh, she, she can do comedy, we know that, but she is very good at kind of uh, ripping the bollocks off people when she, when she gives them a good grilling. Um, and I think watching her recently in The Crown, I was like, Jesus, she can kind of do it all. She can kind of, it, the class for her, she can play in any kind of class. And I think that um, it'd be interesting to see someone with, with her kind of acting caliber uh, come into that role if Ray Fiennes was to um, was to leave, but they're they're my two choices. I have decided to play this like a Hollywood mogul, and uh, if if it was the next film after No Time to Die, I'm thinking about what the cast might be with longevity. But I think my one holdover uh, is M. It's Mr. Ray Fiennes. I think he stays on, and um, and then we get a bit more of a 
a different he can explore a different relationship with James Bond as well because I think there's a bit more of an age gap there. He would become more of a uh, senior mentor figure, whereas to to Craig they're l- a little more on the level, a um, little closer to one another. Um, so yeah, I think keeping him on and having him lead a new franchise, that little bit of familiarity without, um, you know, having to stick to the formula so much. Yeah. Keep his office the same. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's funny because there's always this, like, weird thing when your boss is the same age as you. Yeah, (laughs) yes. Like, why am I always feeling like I'm two steps behind all the time? But So that that would kind of (laughs) work if you did go with, uh, I didn't think of it from that angle, yeah. Yeah, I think just that that age gap would. I think Rafe Fiennes would be very good at it. It would be in the uh, Bernard Lee mold, I think. Well, see, that was my yeah. exact thought and my exact pick because I, I kind of like the tradition of carrying over M. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so that that's actually I went with Rafe Fiennes as well, uh, and he'll kind of grow with the character a little bit as well. As, as he really sort of showed like a fair transition from Skyfall to Spectre, I think he changed a fair mm. bit. Even in Skyfall. Yeah. By itself, he, was, he changed from throughout the whole thing, I think. Yeah, just from being kind of a pencil pusher to, hey, give me a gun. So. <laughs> mm. No, I really liked him in Skyfall especially. And I do like the fact that he would sort of carry on that sort of physical history. And if we did need to sort of have him do something in the film that wasn't just office work he looks great doing it as well Uh, yeah he's very cool in motion yeah definitely so he was actually (laughs) he's actually my pick as well so you boys are two from two there you go uh i picked idris elba interesting he floated through my mind for a moment i really put him down i think i heard maybe it was you that mentioned that he had been mentioned for bond right but like his age was a little like if he's going to be doing a bunch of movies and I really liked him for Bond so I thought I would give him a role in my in my gang so that's the one I picked for him very good oh yeah that's a good choice imagine <laughs> be a very strong M. yeah <laughs> imagine yeah. him just being like you had no authority going nah. <laughs> 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 at whoever Bond is like I hope that's the first scene whoever the new Bond shoots if Idris Elba is the new M I want his yeah. first day to be just staring down the barrel of that <laughs> <laughs> he'd be good for Richard Madden I mean he would he'd suit him well I think I think maybe they're too similar in age for the for that that uh, dynamic to work, but they could be contemporaries of a sort, maybe. Madden and Elba. Yeah. I think they're like 20 years apart. Are they? There you <laughs> yeah. go. The Idris Elba just looks much. amazing. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he doesn't, <laughs> he's he doesn't so... look particularly old. I just figure that like Idris Elba could probably just like pin Madden to the wall and be like, you had no authority, <laughs> like looking up at him, right? I, that's what I can see. <laughs> I'm sure in many a fantasy... <laughs> He does. <laughs> he's 48. No, there you go. Oh, is he? Wow, he's younger than I thought then. I yeah, thought he was so... in his 50s. I mean, it's only two years. It's not that big. Yeah. But <laughs> imagine, I have this uh, sort of idea in my head, though, if, like, Skyfall happened and Idris Elba was there and he was kicking ass and Bond would just be kind of looking at him going, Jesus. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, this man is a train. Oh, shit. <laughs> it could work. That's actually a really good. Yeah, choice. I'm on board with that. Yeah. I'm 100 percent on board with that one. Definitely. Where are we going next? Uh, I've got Q next. You guys, want to go with Q next? 
Yeah, th- this is great. This is the exact order I have them on my sheet as well. <laughs> great <laughs> minds, everybody. Uh, I'm so interested you for I, me. I, oh, what was yeah. that? I said I was, I'm interested in what you say here. Yeah. I, I was thinking about this. Well, Q for me, that's the character I would bring over because um, I quite like the history of, you know, Desmond Llewellyn doing it for, for what was it? It was 17 films, I think. Right. Um, or 18, I can't really remember. But um, Ben Wishaw, I think the only problem is that he's he's such a talented actor and is so in demand that I feel like it might be hard to get Q into the film. So if you if you can't keep Ben Wishaw, I've gone with uh, Ivan Rayon, who is uh, Ramsey from, what is that show called? Yeah, Dragons right. and Boots. Game of Thrones, and boobs. You're going Ramsey for yeah. Q. You've gone yeah. with like the most hated actor. I mean, hated because of his character, uh, and then you put him this... in like one of the most lovable positions. That's right. I'm thinking meta. Oh, him. I think this is his path to redemption in the public eye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm acting as Iwan Rion's publicist right now. Oh, Make the man cue if Ben Wishaw can't do it. So you keep him young. So is he the same? Is the same character? Yeah, I, li- I like the idea of a young cue. That that yeah, seems yeah. to me, particularly now in the 21st century, and the and the rate that technology just for the masses kind of moves, mm-hmm. like. I'm 29 and I already don't understand everything my computer does. <laughs> and so I think that Q being younger, uh, not necessarily having to be that much younger than Bond, but definitely more towards that younger age. I think what they established in Skyfall, I was kind of like, yeah, that's kind of how Q has to operate in the 21st century, I guess. Right. That makes Interesting. sense. Interesting. But I'm prepared to fight you. <laughs> <laughs> but I had some I had some fun with this one. Um, it's funny that you said that, Brando, because my leading statement is that uh, unfortunately Ben Wishaw is unavailable. Oh, uh, because he because he's too busy and he doesn't want to commit to the character for too long. I love him. I think he's great, and I would really like to see him grow with the role. And I think it. I think in my gut. I think that's going to happen. I think he will keep going with it. I think he enjoys it. But we can't get him this time around for Bond 26. Um, so we do, we're a bit worried about Richard Madden's comic chops. Okay. Ray Fiennes can do it, but the relationship with Bond's going to be silly. The only opportunity we've got to get the right kind of laughs in this movie is Q. And, uh, and I've thought of just the guy. Lay it on me. <laughs> It's my favourite man, my my guy, Mr. Simon Pegg. Oh! Yeah, I that, think that's that a makes pretty sense. good choice. Yep, I think he's a killer cue. He could commit to it for as long as he likes. He's still got enough age to play the character for, you know, into his... And would be a great... I can't wait to see old man Simon Pegg. I think it's already <laughs> happening. He, he's starting to mature and become a little more wise. He's got the grey hair and the and the wrinkles. And I think, you know... At 60, 70 years old, he could be a really cool cue. So, yep. And I think he gets bums on seats. He's good in the trailer. It's true. Very good. Would mm. he look good in a comb over, though? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, I think he looks good in a lab coat. He's already sort of played a cue in, right. in Mission Impossible 3. 
um, that, that was Q. That was Q in the in the Mission Impossible world. Turned into more of a field agent type, but that's how it started. So, yeah, he knows what he's doing. And he gets the comedy and he can pitch it at whatever point he needs to, you know, depending on the film. It's a good one. Mm. I am ashamed I didn't think of that. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you didn't. I knew you didn't. I went, oh, he's going to be surprised there. <laughs> well, I got news for you. Uh, you're all wrong. And uh, oh. I'll see you in court. Uh, the whole point of doing this episode was just to uh, <laughs> was just to talk about Richard A. Wadi. Uh, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah I mean, all right. I don't know if he wants to step back into like that kind of geeky role again from Moss from IT Crowd, but the man actually has a show called Gadget Man. Like, well, he is that guy. I mean, Moss isn't too far from his sort of <laughs> exactly. reality. I mean, you know, he's. Definitely British enough. Uh, <laughs> he yeah. has he has the humor obviously nailed. Uh, he can do the the geek speak if if required. He when I first saw um, Skyfall and, and Ben Wishaw, I was like when I f- the first second I laid eyes on that guy, I was like, holy crap, he's a white Richard A. Wadi. It was the first thing that yes. came to mind. It was like the hair and everything. So I was like, mm. man, why didn't they just cast Richard A. Wadi? Um, yeah, interesting. The, other added bonus of this would be it would keep him out of uh, Doctor Who uh, <laughs> because <laughs> they are floating that man's name nonstop for Doctor Who, and I never want to see it happen because Doctor Who is terrible. How day? All right, I will now see you in court. Doctor <laughs> Who is oh, an absolute masterpiece and an institution. How dare you, sir? Yeah, On no. the fence. On the fence. Former Hoobian recovering. Recovering. Well, congratulations. I'm so convinced by it anymore. How <laughs> dare you? How dare you all? Damn your eyes. I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. I tried a few times and I was like, outside of the theme song, I'm like, nope, I'm done. I can't. I've never watched I, it. You're a better person for it? it. I would say uh, I think you'd love, love it. Richard you seem like a person with compassion and love in your heart and a dream in your eye, and I really think you should give Doctor <laughs> Well, I don't I have... think Richard Richard Aoyadi being cast, sorry, is uh, would bring me back to the show if he was to be announced as the Doctor. I'm there. I'm watching that season for sure. I think I think, I think you have set into motion Richard Aoyadi becoming the new Doctor. <laughs> I think now I have to campaign for this. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I feel like it would take up too much of his time, so you can't see him do all the other sort of random sputterings He'd have to be the showrunner as well. If he was the showrunner, we'd be talking masterclass. Yeah, because he's a yeah. bloody good writer-director as well. He's very good. Yeah, very, very talented. Maybe he can make Doctor Who something worth watching. Well, I, I he could do it. I will grant you the current season sucks absolute dog poo current five uh last five seasons absolutely not peter capaldi's one of the best <laughs> I won't do this on a bond podcast <laughs> i'll see you all in court i really will i don't know if uh, if stephen Telst wouldn't do it it can't be very good <laughs> <laughs> all right next so i wanted my cue to be a woman and the only person that came to mind for me, she's not British, but it's Kate McKinnon. 
Right. Oh, yeah. Because she played that kind of role in the Ghostbusters reboot, and I thought she'd do a good job. She's super funny. Very funny. Yeah. She is the best person on SNL at the moment, like, and probably has been for about 10 years now. Is she She's still on incredible. it? I thought she left. Oh, did she? No, no, I thought I don't she was know. still there. She must be. I'm not sure about that, but yeah, I thought she was really good in Ghostbusters in that kind of role. You know, I haven't seen that Ghostbusters league. Would you have her, say you're like the casting director, would you have her um, play it as zany as she does in the 2016 Ghostbusters or would you tone it down a bit? I think for the film it would need to be pulled back a little bit because that's like... Right. It worked for Ghostbusters, but it'd be too much for Bond. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not. Yeah, I <laughs> Maybe think that's it would. The be. Shot in the arm that Bond needs. It would almost have to be like a scene where she's completely zany and everyone else is just a hundred percent serious for it to work. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There's like no comedic interplay. It's just her. It's li- just her. 100%. Just her delivering her lines. Just being complete, and they're looking at her like, "What the hell is this chick's deal?" Yeah. Mm. Well, we none of us agreed there. No. Well, I mean, we all thought my choice was awesome. <laughs> I, but we all, we all felt in our hearts that Simon Pegg is the right one. I think so. we all agreed that Corey's choice was good for Doctor Who. Oh. <laughs> I think that's right, actually. Yeah. So, yeah, A1A for Who. I'm where we landed. Oh, this is... You're the face of this campaign. <laughs> <laughs> my face on a reluctant poster, like... I fucked up, sorry It'd be good I'm not wrong wrong But (laughs) What, go Money Penny next? Yeah, that's who I've got Uh, Well, similar I mean, if you were going to cast Simon Pegg, we could have a bit of a Spaced reunion in my uh, Universe, because I've gone Jessica Hines (laughs) What? How did you get there? I don't know if anyone outside of Australia or the UK would know her, but she's in Spaced, which was the the first thing that Simon Pegg and Nick Frost and Edgar Wright uh, did together as a TV show. Um, But she's also, funnily enough, she's been in uh, uh, one of the best two-parters in Doctor Who. Uh, (laughs) You said the best or worst? And uh, she was recently in a, a series called Years and Years, which had uh, Emma Thompson and Rory Kinnear in it. And she's just like, she's a brilliant kind of actor, full stop. Very but witty. But I, I really want to see an older Money Penny because there's something that troubles me about the Naomi Harris one is that I don't buy that she wouldn't still be in the field because yeah. she's young, capable, she's super fit and super kind of like, I mean, she's just like, she looks like another secret agent. Well, the other thing so is... I don't... Oh, yeah. The thing about that is, too, is they keep putting her in the field. <laughs> so... <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> and I like the idea of Money Penny being someone... I, I actually really love Money Penny being a bit older. Um, and I think there's a bit of nostalgia there as well, because I think Lois Maxwell kind of as she got older in the role i was the more i fell in love with money penny yeah and then then the kind of the flirting between bond and money penny 
becomes less kind of workplace harassment <laughs> and, uh, and it actually does turn into that more harmless kind of fun. Um, maybe that's an old way of looking at it, but I don't know. There is something weird about Money Penny being so young and like just as capable, but then being desk bound for me. You've got a thing for older Money Pennies. Yeah. <laughs> I like my Money Pennies a little oldie. <laughs> I like a bit of rust uh, on my Money <laughs> That's a pretty inspired choice. I think uh, I feel you. I think a, a reunion between Simon Pegg and, and Jessica Hines would be great as well. But at the but at the um, at the Derby Deck casting offices, there's a different sort of uh, thought process for Money Penny. Um, we're getting rid of we're getting rid of uh, what's her name Naomi Harris. Right, she's out of here. You're out. Of here. Um, you're out of here. Had your chance, but um, when when Michael Fassbender was originally on the table, we actually thought it would be wonderful to attach Alicia Vikander. Um, so we signed her up. Michael fell away, but we thought, you know what, you can stay on. You're good. But uh, she's not the traditional um, desk-bound money penny. I think she assumes the role of a tanner. Um, it's more of uh, M's oh. offsider slash the person that gets things done in the background of MI6, I think. Um, she could run that more cerebral managerial position but still be money penny and still be engaged with James's uh, missions. I thought that could be... So Tanner could and money penny become the same... Become the same sort of yeah. character. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of funny because I actually thought that Tanner was money penny at one point. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I got that mixed up. Well, what's um, was it Goldeneye? We don't have a Tanner. There's a yeah. There's no, a I few... think we have Tanner in in Goldeneye. Oh no, I'm thinking of uh, I'm thinking of of um, in Quantum, because we don't have either. Tanner. No, I. Uh, oh, no, it's a Casino Royale. You've Casino got Royale. Uh, we got Villiers, isn't it? Yeah, you got Prince Philip as Tanner yeah. Moneypen. Right. Yeah. Like, it's good bloody recollection on the name there, uh, Dad. Holy <laughs> shit. Uh, don't run a James Bond podcast for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's actually, uh, that's your, your choice with Sam and Brandon for M, actually. that I kind of thought he was Tanner uh, this time around uh, when we watched the films the last, the last go. Yeah, he kind of, yeah, because the guy playing Tanner wasn't available in Tomorrow Never Dies. Right. And then I think they both were available for the next two. So they were like, um, yeah, okay, we'll have two of you. Yeah. I kind of flip-flopped on my money penny a little bit back and forth the last few days, but I'm going to go with Haley Atwell. Oh, uh, Peggy Carter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But that's kind of, and that's kind of why I flip-flopped a little bit. Because like, well, she's sort of already kind of been in that role a little bit with Captain America. But, uh, hey, that means we know she can do it. Uh, <laughs> True. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think she, uh, she looks the part like you'll, we would believe, like a flirtation between her and a, and a younger modern Bond. Uh, but she sort of has like a certain wisdom to her that uh, she conveys very nicely. So I think, um, I think she'd be a really good, uh, really good pick for Money Penny. I think she'd be a good M as well. Oh, yeah. I think maybe in a few years when she's a little older. Maybe. Yeah, but you're right about that wisdom that would come through in an M-type role, I think. 
Yeah. And, mm. I think mm. if she played M too soon, you'd worry about uh, Bond flirting with his boss a bit too much. Yeah, maybe. So <laughs> that's yeah, that is true. complicate things a bit. <laughs> Although Pierce and Judy were definitely flirting. Yes. Well, I was, I, I was yeah. just going to say, there's a reason that the soundproof door in M's office is soundproof. So there you go. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> just, oh. You could do like a splice with Ray Fiennes and Daniel Craig when he says, what makes you think this is my first time? And it would totally <laughs> work. Money Penny to be like a little bit more serious, like the original Money Penny, like having a, a bit of like the office flirtation and fun, but being more of a serious person. Uh, so I picked Emily Blunt for the role. Oh, oh cool. Oh, very good. Yeah. Yeah, she'd she'd definitely need to. You'd have to step Money Penny up in the uh, in the stakes game to bring to bring Blunt on. Right. Yeah. So you have to have a much bigger yeah, a much out. bigger role, which yeah, would be great. Yeah. 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 Like a, an equivalent role from Skyfall with uh, Naomi Harris. Like she'd have to be part of the, the B story. Well, she said yes right oh, away when I talked to her. So I don't know. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah she's interested. <laughs> if we can get her. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's she's definitely, uh, as the years have gone by, she's definitely proven herself to be all over the place. Like there's nothing she can't really take on. So, I mean. For sure. Yeah. She blew me away in uh, Edge of Tomorrow. That, that came out of nowhere. That was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, she's incredible. Mm. The other thing I like about these choices with big actors, too, is that, like, if you're giving them a smaller role, there's less of a time commitment on their part, too, right? So, I mean, if they sort of go with, like, a less... Like, cat hair in the air. Uh, if they go with, like, a lesser-known Bond, uh, you know, which is kind of the way they like to go with, like, Daniel Craig wasn't, wasn't super well-known at that point. Mm. Um, support them with a bigger kind of cast. yeah exactly so mm -hmm. yeah I think so I think that could mm. definitely work out we'll have to put that forward mm. <laughs> I think that's it's funny because looking at my list I feel like I've gone I think my thing was I don't want MQ or Moneypenny in the film too much and so I'm kind of like just get an actor who'll be happy to do this for 30 years like they've got nothing <laughs> yeah. else on three days <laughs> three days a year for yeah, three days yeah. every couple of years and yeah. a decent paycheck. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. If you are, you probably should have nowadays bigger names in your franchise. I've I've got yeah. a little small pond. You're so like you're just the, just get the janitor to come name. around on weekends. Yeah. And... <laughs> I'm making the ITV version. <laughs> 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 right. So we're gonna go. Felix is next, eh? Yes. Oh, yes. I this have be got interesting. Leslie Odom Jr. Oh, another bloody... He's not going to get bums on seats. Who's this guy? I am going to get bums on seats. Excuse me. Leslie Odom Jr. had a star turn in Hamilton on the Broadway. The great... Oh, great. Everyone that's been <laughs> to see Hamilton on Broadway will... Well, that's my and, people. Okay, hang on. I've got to get this fella's <laughs> IMDB up here. I'm not... Nothing against him. I'm sure he's a lovely fella. He's handsome. He's a great actor. And he was recently in One Night in Miami, which was fantastic. What else has he been in? <laughs> <Never mind. laughs> 
He has a Grammy Award, a Tony Award. Oh. That's it. No, yeah, he's just been nominated for an Academy Award, a BAFTA Award, a Critics' Choice Movie Award, a Golden Globe, and a Screen Actors Guild Award. If that doesn't get bums on seats, then my name is Leslie Odom Jr. Does he have a Blockbuster Video Award or no? Ah, uh, no, he hasn't got that yet, but that's where Bond comes in. <laughs> well, I think, uh, what, like there's only... Two blockbusters in, left in the world, and one's in Australia. So there you go. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, that's right. In Bondi. I think it's in. No. I think it's in Bateman's Bay. No, it's not in Bateman's Bay. <laughs> Isn't the Surf no. Beach one still there? No, you know, that was a ci- that was a Civic video. Oh, that was a Civic video. Gone. My apologies. That's a kebab shop now. Oh, is it? Damn. Even <laughs> Civic fell. Uh, did you want to say anything else about your pick, or do we just? <laughs> well, look, just I, I feel like I'm getting the third degree here. Wonderful actor, um, Leslie Odom Jr., son of Leslie Odom, I'd imagine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's worked with all the big names. Give him a shot. Had you heard of Jeffrey Wright before? No. So, it's, so it's a small, small role. Felix was saying. Yeah, well, it's Felix Leiter. Felix Light. <laughs> yeah, it's in yeah. the name. So. <laughs> Who remembers John Terry Henry? Except for us. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I've gone something, someone. He's a person um, with a little more credibility. <laughs> with a little Hear more credibility. Robot Felix. Felix <laughs> um, is I an w- app. <laughs> I went and saw um, Judas and the Black Messiah the other day. Uh, It was a little bit long, but it was a beautiful film. Um, And it really cemented in uh, in my mind how brilliant that Lakeith Stanfield is. And I thought thought a wiry uh, Lakeith Stanfield as Felix, a little bit younger, around the same age again as as Richard. You bring him in at the same time as Richard, you got a perfect pair. (laughs) Adam Junior Toe, exactly. But Lakeith's come on, Lakeith Stanford. Because what Jeffrey Wright's done is he's guaranteed that Felix must now be forever cool. Like he's got to be that legendary character. You need a cool actor. So that narrow. Oh, I've got low power here. Sorry, I glitched. Felix is running out of batteries. (laughs) But yeah, Lakeith Stanfield, who's with me? I'll I'll go that as long as people say that Leslie Odom Jr. is a. Perfectly fine choice. <laughs> you don't even believe in Leslie. You <laughs> I do. I 100% believe in him. I'm willing to die on, on all of these. <laughs> so I've gone a uh, very different direction. Um, a, a little bit more commercial, I guess we'll say. Um, I, I picked Sebastian Stan. Boo! Oh, <laughs> Whatever. I don't that. I'm just going to be He's the, more the like... voice of dissent. <laughs> so, <Boo>! my <laughs> original Felix mode. He's a little Jack Lord. He, he actually looks like Jack Lord as well. He does, doesn't he? So maybe he'll have to wear like the lady glasses from Doctor No uh, if he wants maybe to play. Not, the not role. that. <laughs> <laughs> I picked. I picked him. I picked Sebastian Stan when I thought of uh, Sam Hewen, and then I went Richard Madden direction. And then I was like, well, they almost kind of look alike. So I'm not really sure how that's going to work. That's <laughs> yeah, true. But, uh, but, but yeah, I but think... But that's a good thing, because that's like, uh, it's got the Bizarro Bond thing going on. 
There you go. Well, yeah, it's, you know, Felix should be like a, like an equivalent, right? So I mean, yeah, it, it it works. Yeah, he's my pick. I like it. Boo. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Dan? Oh, we've had a walkout. Yeah, just oh. one sec. Oh, oh, and a walk in. <laughs> Um, well, since Emily Blunt did agree to be on the film, I went back and forth for Felix several times, and then, you know what, since she's doing it, John Krasinski's just going to play Felix, uh. <laughs> um, so we'll have the husband and wife team there. In for a penny. Yeah, exactly. So that's He's a good Felix. Doing. Did you Have you seen Jack Ryan? I feel like that could be a good audition for Felix. For sure. Lata. Yeah, true. Sure, I haven't seen oh. it, but I'm sure it's good. It's great, actually. I don't really like it, <laughs> but, but I, he's good. I don't have good taste, so it's fine. <laughs> that Jack Ryan franchise, that's a, that's a strange beast. It's all over the place, isn't it? All over the place. It's uh, It has a lot of very, very convenient moments. Like, just when the shit's going to hit the fan, everything magically works out for a few key people somehow, and then they're like, oh, that's how this is going to happen. Yeah. So it uh, it takes yeah. a few jumps, but he is absolutely incredible in the role. He's fantastic. Yeah, he's pretty cool. And maybe he could hook up with Moneypenny. Well, Ooh. that's never been done. Never Shake been done, but, I mean, Bond's not doing it, so why not? Yeah, having like Bond flirt with her and then Felix hook up with her and then Bond being all mad and like, yeah. <laughs> so <would> work. <laughs> we we just watched Spectre and uh, for our for our next review and I was thinking uh, the moment when he calls Naomi at night and he's she's like, Is that a, you have something over and she's like, we all have lives uh, lives James and he's like at this hour of the night like it could work he, she could uh, <laughs> she could have she could have Felix over. Yeah, why not. Yeah. Why not? Because if he's in Britain, or I mean, if she's abroad. Yeah. Uh, I think Felix. I think. Uh, I think she is abroad. Yeah. <laughs> she is. All right. I think. Well, in most cases. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Uh, okay. Who's next? We've got the villain. Is it I villains? Think. Oh. Oh yes. Okay. So I, I've got two here um, because the. The, not that, uh, uh, look, I'm willing, I'll die on the hill for every single person I've named, but I would really, really, like, you could chuck out everything I've said. If you could get one of these two to play a villain for me, I would be so over the moon. I've got Frances McDormand and I've got Chiwetel Ejiofor. Mm. Wow. If you could get them, just like, Chiwetel for me, I, I think he could have played Bond. I think he's just slightly too old now, but there was. Um, <laughs> what about Francis was... McDormand? <laughs> <laughs> Is she? Have we? If we've spoken about this as Rosa Clare. Well, she does look like Rosa Clare. She looks she? like Rosa Clare. But I, th- I think she could. I, I really, really, really want a female villain again, because um, we've only really had one. Mm, yeah. Um, two, if you count Rosa Clare as the main villain of From Russia with Love. But I li- I don't want to see the villain be a Bond girl turn bad again. Mm. And I think having someone like Frances McDormand, not to say that Bond, you know, couldn't have a fling with her, but I think the age difference there again automatically sets up. You know, she's someone who's established, like, and once it's at that age, it means that she's been operating for a very long time, which I think adds a lot of credence to the villains. It's the thing I'm nervous about with Rami Malek's 
villain in the upcoming film is that I'm like, he's pretty bloody young. Like, how does he have all of this kind of... Evil empire? Em- the empire already, yeah. And and for me, a lot of the best villains have all been a little more kind of wizened. I just think Frances McDormand is a, is a shit-hot actor. She's about to play Lady Macbeth um, in the the Denzel Washington Cohen film. Um, and like, I think that, I think that'll be a great audition for a Bond villain. Uh, but Chiwetel Ejiofor was, um, kind of, they, they had him on the, the original Spectre drafts were written with Blofeld with him being in mind for Blofeld when it was set in, um, Blofeld's plan was not whatever the hell it is in Spectre. Mm-hmm. I can't even Nothing, remember. Something about nine eyes or something um it was about the diamond mines in africa and blofeld was an old kind of like blood diamond warlord and that's how he was able to to build this massive organization and i don't know i just every time i think about chiwetelogia for being in a bond film i'm like yes 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 please 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 i think he would be genuinely chilling genuinely chilling but those are my two Mm. Yeah. Well, the movie that we've greenlit and that we're making is Moonraker. Um, <laughs> so I'm casting for Hugo Drax. We're doing the novel. We're doing it properly. It'll be great. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> but I thought Drax, I thought of a Gary Oldman type. And I thought Drax is more interesting when he's, if he was a bit younger. Because I think he's in his 40s in the novel about there yeah yeah rather than playing him with that seniority he could be interesting that little bit younger and just back from war and freshly uh he's just freshly built his empire but i was thinking if you're unavailable brandon uh that we'll go with jesse plemons (laughs) oh yeah jesse plemons with a nice thick mustache a bit too much weight um and a gimpy leg and you've oh, got yourself brilliant. Hugo Drax. Can, can you say nice and mustache in the same sentence? I don't really feel like... <laughs> hey, yeah, he's, yeah, got, he's got all of the rest of it, though. I mean, that, that's fine. Yeah. Oh, mustache can be nice. I mean, sometimes. Not so sure about that. Poirot. <laughs> Poirot. What about, what about Timothy Dalton in Hot Fuzz? Yeah. Dashing. Was that named Joseph Starlet. <laughs> Joseph Stalin's got a fine mustache. Yeah. It is funny that you say Timothy Dalton because I was kind of thinking Timothy Dalton for a while as a villain, which I would love to see uh, a Bond come back and, and be a villain. Um, Pierce, is, Pierce, yeah, well, exactly. Pierce <laughs> isn't quite there yet. Uh, I don't think I don't think he's quite old enough. Will he ever be? Mm. Yeah, yeah, probably not. Can anyone admit he's he's not very good? <laughs> <laughs> I think he's had his. I think I he's had like his I'm moments. going mad. He was excellent in Mamma Mia. You <laughs> in the Mamma Mia. Oh, Mamma Mia, exactly. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I rest my case. <laughs> I think you, how many? We should do a count on how many times you've brought Mamma Mia up on this podcast. I would say seventeen ballpark. Uh, uh, well, I don't want to uh, steal your thunder, but... Did you steal my villain? I didn't steal your villain, no. I came up with my own villain, and my villain was Kate Blanchett. <laughs> you stole 
stole my villain. I confided Uh-oh. in you and you stole it from I've me. I've been thinking of Kate Blanchett since Thor. You're such a liar. I've been thinking of Kate Blanchett since Thor. That is not right. That's plagiarism. It's not. <laughs> so it's I two it... votes for Kate Blanchett. <laughs> it's going to be, yeah. No, I don't want her anymore. You can have her. <laughs> I can't get the ice cream sundae because you ordered the ice cream sundae. <laughs> I actually do that, though. That is true. You actually do that. Uh, yeah, I like uh, I like Camp- Kate Blanchett for uh, some kind of evil genius uh, role. Uh, yep. She was amazing uh, in Thor, uh, Thor Ragnarok, which I adore that movie. So As long as she's not playing uh, German like she did in Indiana Jones. Or was that Russian? Whatever. Uh, Who cares, really? Uh, <laughs> She, she wasn't great in that, but she was fantastic in Hannah as well. Um, I don't know if you... Oh, she's amazing. She'd be a great villain. Yeah. And, and actually, it's her sort of psychological edge in Hannah was crazy. And she was mm. completely crazy in that film, so... And it's a great movie. It is. Sorry. So, it's okay. I actually have a better second pick. I wrote down the wrong answer on purpose, so you would do that. Um, Leading from the wrong answers. I'm going to say Tilda Swinton. Ah, A Kate Blanchett type. Right. (laughs) A little more more wizened, as Brandon would say. (laughs) Is she that? Well, she, I think she's a yeah, little, she... a tiny bit older than uh, Kate Blanchett. Because Kate Blanchett's oh, in yes, the 50s. Yeah. I think yeah. by about right. 10, 10 years. Yeah. Um, I think she she's can, fantastic. Yeah, she can play any role. She can, like, she's a chameleon. She can do pretty much anything. So I think she would be good in that role. Um, she does scary very well. As, so I think as a villain, she could be quite threatening. Snowpiercer. Ooh. Oh. Terrifying. And a little Ro- Rosa Club, too, actually. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, really she good. has such crazy, like, she can do anything. Think about her and, like, you, you see, we need to talk about Kevin and Snowpiercer and she's just so, she does disappear, doesn't she? And what about even in her little weird comedic roles? Like, have you seen, um, oh, no, what was Jim Jarmusch's new movie? The Dead Don't Die. Oh, Dead Don't Die, yes. Yeah, yeah she's very funny in that. Yeah. And Only Lovers Left Alive. She's quite yeah. funny in that as well. And Burn After Reading. She's terrific. Oh, yeah. She played a She's Tilda vampire hybrid in What We Do in the Shadows, the, se- the series. So. Oh, oh yes, that's right. Yeah. That's right. She's at the council. That's right. <laughs> wow. Yeah, no, I think Tilda's an excellent choice, too. Mm-hmm. Mm, very good. Yeah. Well, uh, I think that's it, isn't it? Well, that was our list, yeah. That was our list. No, no wild cards. Like anyone else we'd like to see in the film? Yeah. Any other characters? Do you guys have any henchmen in mind or anything? Hmm. I didn't think Not. of that, but there's... I don't have any that jump to mind. I, I must say, if we're going to have henchmen, I'd like to see more women henchmen. Um, that, that, and I want their power not to be sex. <laughs> like a female assassin, right. not uh, just a kind of woman in a lycra suit, almost. Mm. You know. See, so, yeah, Anna Diarmas looks like she could be that, but she also looks like she could be go either way. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 I can't tell if she's going to be an ally or a baddie. Yeah. I feel like she might flip flop. 
She's yeah, got two sense. machine guns. That's, <laughs> That's right. That's yeah. baddie. Usually, That's baddie. <laughs> yeah, you don't. You're not a goodie with two machine guns. I was kind of thinking for uh, if you're going to do a henchwoman, Tessa Thompson again to sort of pull out of Thor. Oh yeah. Um, I, I really liked her in Thor. Uh, she's in the beginning before she sort of flips to Thor's side. Uh, she's quite badass and and plays the drunkard really well. I thought that was really funny. Um, yeah, but there is a certain element of humor and the physicality. I think that she would do really well with. But yeah. I, I would love I'd to like see to see. How dare oh, you? How dare I? I I would cast um, a no name because I've been so by the book and thinking about the back pocket for the entire casting process. <laughs> so I give a I'd give a shot to uh, Scott Ryan, uh, who's one of my favorite actors, to play Ooh. a more thug, to play a more thuggish. Uh, henchman scott ryan mr in between oh yeah yeah have you have you guys heard of mr in between has that made it over there no No, you should seek it out yeah very cool show show. one of the only good aussie shows one of the very few aussie anything (laughs) yes (laughs) i mean there's not a lot of good canadian content so oh what about slings and arrows what? What about all the American movies that are made there? <laughs> yeah. What about Ryan Reynolds? It's not quite the same. And Ryan Gosling. Both Ryan. That's right. Actors, sure. Uh, actors, <laughs> sure, but content, not so much. Mm. We don't do content well. We do comedy well, but that's it. Do you have any uh, henchman type picks? I don't know actors in movies at all, so I had to do a lot of work on this list. Yeah. Uh, you can't right. ask me anything extra. <laughs> okay. This is all I've got. She has her own podcast to do, so you know, <laughs> time's an issue. Right. My, like, it, in terms of like henchmen, I'm glad you uh, mentioned the, the, the female option, because like I, I think that's another reason why um, you couldn't have like somebody like Henry Cavill play Bond, because like the man is just so fucking huge. Like, he's immensely huge. Like, imagine him versus yeah. uh, versus Hinks. You're like, eh, he's got this. He's, like, yeah. the same bloody size. You're like, so what's the point? Like, it's... There has to be, like, a slight... Um, a slight underdog, sort of. Roger Moore, Jaws, uh, Sean Connery, Odd Job sort of thing. He can't yeah. be the same size. Uh, so I think if you get into somebody, like... Henry Cavill, like, who the hell are they going to find after that? Well, and that's, well, before I was rudely interrupted by Darby earlier. How um, dare. <laughs> um, that's, I want to see more kind of Dr. Kaufman-esque villains, uh, henchmen. Right. I want to see people who, who aren't just, like, I don't ever want to see another stamper type. I don't want to see blonde Hitler youth type. Yeah. Um, I, I really want to see someone who, who's who's who can use their brain and can actually get the upper hand on Bond without it having to be uh, just a physical conflict. Because mm. it just there's only so many times I think really you can do a hand to hand combat scene with a big towering force against your, your hero. Yeah. Um, all you need is personality. That's all we want from management. They can be anything as long as they are something and not just like yeah. everything else. You know, yeah. they just have to sort of have something unique. But I think you can, yeah. yeah. I'm sick of James Bond films copying themselves in regards to henchmen. What makes henchmen so great is that they're original conceptions. Yeah, I'm you with know? you on that. I'm with yeah. you on that. Yeah, that makes and, sense. And stop copying the bloody Mission Impossible films. 
<laughs> do your own thing. Do it first, for God's sake. Well, that is... Oh, God, don't do it first. <laughs> uh, we were watching Spectre, and they are talking about all the things that they did first oh, that God. have never been done before. Like a fight scene in a helicopter. No one's done that before. And you're like, oh, I feel like they come have. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, it's when Bond tries to copy films. Like, you know, everybody likes to crap on Quantum because it's too born identity. Like, And then, you know, it's... If they just do Bond, it would be fine, but they're letting too much other pop culture influence work its way in, I think, and that's kind of where they have their lesser quality films. So, that's yeah, what I, that's oh, what I yeah, think. Yeah, 100%. I agree Tomorrow with Tomorrow Never Dies, License to Kill, Moonraker, like, they're all kind of, they're films of their time, but they don't really feel like Bond films. I know they are Bond films, but they're always the ones that jump out to me where I'm like, that's kind of something else. Yeah, exactly. Well, that just wraps up. That I guess that just about wraps up our casting episode. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, thanks for having us for this. <laughs> thanks for being. It's so here. nice to see you both in real time. <laughs> real Based time, virtual space. Real term, real time, real early. <laughs> well, the sun's up now, so it actually looks like it might be a nice day. So mm-hmm. whatever. So yeah, thanks guys for coming on. This has been uh, it's been a lot of fun. Pleasure is all mine. We'll have to. Owls. We'll, yeah, we'll have to try to find uh, a way to get to get Jake on as well. That's no, I, I think really yeah, bringing someone like him on it really tarnishes the <laughs> reputation. One of the big mistakes, if I could do Trey Bond again, it would be not to have that son of a bitch. Just anyone else, really. Yeah. Who is Jake? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, he does send his regards. I'm sure he wishes that he could be here, but uh, he's a busy boy at the moment. He's off getting a haircut, so, you know. He is, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please take a second to rate, like, and subscribe. If you're looking for a little bit more content, you can find us on Instagram at Another James Bond Podcast. And if you want to send us an email, which we would love to hear from you, you can contact us at anotherjbpod at gmail.com. Thank you.